scent gives birth to love and life. We foster passion to grow geniuses which lift humanity. And tailor technology to preserve liberty in balance with nature. Welcome, Welcome to Radical. Welcome to Radical, ladies and gents, boys and girls. My name is Jim Hazel. Thank you guys for being here. I am your host uh, today. I have a wonderful show and a couple of great guests that are doing some big things in the Bitcoin space. Uh, first, the, the the quick announcements. If you are looking uh, right now for some help understanding Bitcoin, uh, getting a hot wallet and a cold wallet established, I have started the Bitcoin Maximalist. Uh, you can find everything on RadicalPod.com under the Bitcoin Maximalist tab happy to help you guys out and thank you to everybody who has already contacted me and is getting into bitcoin absolutely phenomenal uh you're not gonna regret it mathematically it's a certainty so thank you guys uh secondly if you want to support the show you can do it through cash app cash app the hashtag is uh shane hazel it's super easy we're not messing around with patreon or any of the others bozos these days uh it's it's one of those things where i think we're trying to cut out as much as we can uh, from the fiat system that is absolutely monitored and controlled and, and wants everything to do uh, with with taking your hard-earned wealth. So we're just going to cut them out of the picture completely. Uh, like I said, today I have two gentlemen who are on a mission to help supply the Bitcoin space with top quality talent. And I think that's something that's near and dear to a lot of us. Uh, if you cannot stand your fiat job, if you cannot stand corporate culture, if you are looking for something outside of the norm and you're dabbling into Bitcoin, and you're like, man, I just, I need to get my feet wet. Um, I have today with me two guys out of the three guys that have started this amazing company. Uh, Andy Thompson, welcome to the show. And Eric Podwoski, welcome guys. Thank you, Shane. Shane, thanks for having us. My pleasure. So let me let me do further introductions because you guys have this beautiful website and it's very easy for me. Um, Eric, you previously worked as the lead sales accountant manager for Bitcoin Magazine. Uh, obviously, the, that company is just killing it right now. So well well done over there for those guys. But you also started uh, and co-founded the Bitcoin EDU, uh, which also teaches people Bitcoin. Uh, Andy has been in uh, recruiting talent for it looks like quite some time. It's got over a decade of startup experience and uh, has been working uh, with a lot of boutique type agencies out of Silicon Valley. So these guys have a wealth of experience in recruiting, in sales, in business development. And I got to tell you, you know, I am I'm happy to see this starting to reach the Bitcoin space. Well, thank you, Shane. <laughs> Very kind intro. <laughs> yeah. So whose idea was it? I. Uh, well, it was it was my idea, but this could not be where we are without without our two you know uh, co-founders here, Eric and Michael, who sadly is not joining us today. But um, the whole idea, I mean, if we want to go back a little bit and talk about kind of where this came from and and how we got to where we are today, I mean, it's been an incredible journey so far. I know Eric can can talk about just how how fast this has been, but um, yeah, my my career, Shane, as you said, it's all been in recruiting, you know, for a decade plus. So I've yeah, been working in tech companies, been working in agency settings, supporting tech companies for you know better part of of 12, 10, 12 years now. Um, and that all ultimately culminated with me starting my own company about three and a half years ago. So for the past three and a half years before you know, Bitcoin Talent Co, I'd already been running a recruiting agency. So I'd already been building this type of business. Um, admittedly, it was more focused in that traditional tech setting. So my, my clients were, I mean, just your, your you know, run of the mill, Series A, Series B, venture back startups. Yeah, for better or worse, just being here in Silicon Valley, that was kind of like the, that was the focus. That was my world. It has been my world for a long time. 
Um, and so, yeah, three and a half years journey as a business owner, growing this business, having success, despite the crazy you know period we've all been through the past three and a half years, right? Um, but one other thing was kind of starting to happen on the side, which was really interesting. You know, these three and a half years as a business owner were almost like to the day running in parallel with my three and a half year journey, falling deeper and deeper down the Bitcoin rabbit hole. Um, for me, I think like a lot of people, March 2020 was really a kind of big bomb that went off, right? And just everything that happened since then, just really opening eyes, sparking my own curiosity to learn more about why shit was broken, what was happening, what's actually going on here, right? So uh, yeah, like January, 2020, I started my first business, March, 2020, the bomb went off. And so those two paths running down, down, you know, in parallel, ultimately culminating to the point where I think everyone can attest to this in the space. I just, I couldn't have that be the case anymore. I couldn't have these two worlds, these two lives running in parallel, right? Your fiat job, whatever you, whatever you want to call it. Right. And then this burgeoning Bitcoin obsession. Um, and so now it seems like such an obvious kind of, kind of thing to do, but there was a couple months period where I was just like, man, how can I work in Bitcoin? How can I, what can I do? How can I make an impact? Right. And then light bulb just went off. It's like, well, shit, I've already built a company that can prove relevant, valuable to the space. And so that was the genesis of, of Bitcoin Talent Co. Trying to repurpose all the infrastructure I'd built over the past couple of years, start to dedicate that to supporting Bitcoin-only companies, hiring Bitcoin talent to drive you know, further Bitcoin adoption, like really drawing the line in the sand there. Um, and in doing so, I, I really, thankfully, I think taking a lot of the lessons from my first business, right? There was a couple of things I wanted to do differently. And one of them was actually building a team of, of you know, people that could really help to set this up in the right way. And so that sparked the first conversations with with Eric here, with Michael Tanguma as well, our third co-founder. Uh, to both of these guys' credit, like I reached out with this idea, like as a recruiter does, I reached out cold on LinkedIn, like, hey, this is me, this is what I'm thinking of, like, what are your thoughts? And both of these guys just jumped in right away, like, oh, it's a great idea. Like, how how can I help? How can we be a part of this? And so from there, just I mean, yeah, really, really started snowballing all the ideas, all the all the ways that this would be started and how it would be different from what I'd built in the past. Um, that all kind of came together around January of this year. And so we kind of started get the ball rolling and we publicly launched, um, I guess, what is it now? Probably, probably about a month and a half, almost two months ago was the two public launch. Ago, yeah. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, so here we are with Bitcoin Talent Co. Again, the first, as crazy as it sounds to say, the first like truly Bitcoin only focused recruiting firm. Um, there's a ton of that activity happening in the Web3 crypto space, whatever you want to call it, right? But really, really drawing the line in the sand to to focus on building just on this side of the fence, where we see the the true value being. Um, and what we do, it's it's not reinventing the wheel. It is a recruiting firm that has existed in other landscapes, other industries for decades and decades, right? It's been a successful service. It's been a great business to run, but we're doing that again just for Bitcoin. So helping companies to bring the right talent into their organizations, helping them to organize interview processes that are effective and scalable. And, and yeah, there's a whole slew of services we can get into you know, throughout the conversation here, but really just trying to bring more people into the space is, is the mission, you know, to the extent that people start to see Bitcoin as the most important thing to work on, right? Then obviously the industry will continue to grow and adoption will grow and we'll get to this, this future state that we're all looking forward to hopefully much faster. Yeah, absolutely. And we, we need it. Uh, did you want to weigh in on that, Eric, at all? Sure. Yeah. I think I'll just give my quick background to let the audience know how I got into the space because you alluded to a lot of people now are looking to exit their fiat job and work in the Bitcoin space because there's just so much passion for this space. You want to see this thing succeed. And so whatever you can do to make that succeed, whether it be de devote your full time career to it or even just part time anything, uh, I think is very valuable. So take it back. Uh, graduated from Penn State University in 2018. I was working as a civil engineer for a couple of years. And man, did I hate it. <laughs> it was one of those like dreary office settings, gray. Um, you weren't allowed to like talk to your coworkers. It's basically sit down and shut up, do your work. And I was like, man, there's got to be so much more to life than this. And 
in the background as well, I'm, I'm, I'm falling down the Bitcoin rabbit hole. So same as Andy, I'm like, how can I work in Bitcoin and work in an industry? I actually care what I'm doing for, for my full-time job. Uh, so that led me to quitting that civil engineering job, starting Bitcoin ADO, because I figured uh, might as well help educate other people about Bitcoin. And there's a famous quote, I think it's by Feynman, but it's essentially like if you can, if you could teach to someone, teach a subject, wherever it may be, that means you really understand it. Yeah. So Bitcoin ADO is a way for me to teach other people, but also make sure I understand Bitcoin from the basics too. So from that, uh, landed a job at Bitcoin Magazine actually was helping out with the conference and media sales. And then from there, that's when, um, actually I was taking a writing course late summer this past year. And I just started writing about Bitcoin education and careers because I knew in my small network, how many people resonated with the idea of shifting your job into Bitcoin. So I was like, all right, I'll just start putting out content like that. Uh, started to grow a following. And then that's how I think Andy uh, found me. So yeah. writing online led to an opportunity. And I was like, this is a really great idea. I would like to pursue this. And the rest is history. So yeah, a couple months in now. And here we are. It's awesome. Yeah. And, and I obviously, I went on a little bit of a hiatus there for a minute. We were going to do this right at launch time, man. And I'll tell you what, yeah. I, was, I, was, I was too darn busy. Um, <laughs> so I guess the obvious question is, are you guys early? Are we early? <laughs> are we all early? Right. Yeah. No. Um, well, I mean, yeah, tons of ways to unpack the question. Like, is, is the hiring landscape uh, full of activity? No. It's not actually, right? And I think there's a couple interesting ways of, of looking at this right now. We are, well, if we had talked six weeks ago, we certainly said this, we are in a bear market, you know, the, the, the deepest yeah. doldrums of the bear market. Interesting price activity recently. I mean, maybe we're kind of getting out of that. You know, it seems like we're in the right direction. But again, it's still a bear market. Let's be real. More importantly, though, outside of just Bitcoin price action, like we are definitely in a bear market just hiring-wise across all industries. It's been this case for, for quite some time now. And this is you know, kind of echoing like this crazy three-year journey you know, before Bitcoin Telenco as a business owner. Like I saw, I feel like I saw two economic cycles that take what eight to fifteen years to play out happen in three years' time. Like yeah. this crazy up, down, up, down. Like clients of mine like rushing and hiring and then firing, rushing and hiring, and firing. So it, it was crazy, right? We've uh, everything we've seen there. Now I think it's pretty clear that that there were a lot of issues and and companies have slowed down. So we're still seeing that. It is still definitely a lower activity of hiring. Um, than in years past. We look at this obviously as a, well, not obviously, but we do look at this as a kind of a, a blessing in disguise to be able to lay the route foundation, I yeah. think, for this business. So there's a couple of things you're able to do right now when things are slower, quote unquote, right? First is just really setting up the business in the right way so that when it's you know flying off the handle and everyone's looking to hire and everyone's looking to get in the space, like we're, we're already well positioned, we have the right processes in place, all of that. But more importantly, I think, able to take a thoughtful and proactive approach on both the candidate and the client side where, for clients, like really laying, laying the foundation, building the reputation, building the trust. There's tons of clients that are already saying like, yes, we're, we love the idea. We want to work with you. We're just not hiring, right? So that, that message is pretty common across the board. But to the extent they know exactly who to call when the time's right, you know, that, that's what we're trying to do. On the candidate side, I think, you know, maybe not surprising to see this, but there have been a ton of applications since our public launch. I wish I could have a conversation with every single one of you that's applied. I truly do. But we're at you know, about a thousand or so over the past several weeks. Um, and so... For us, it's like, yeah, we're still thankfully having some time to have proactive conversations with folks who are coming through that pipeline. There may not be a job today to, to jump into an interview process for, 
but really just kind of like starting the process, starting the conversation with folks who, who, you know, seem like a great, great fit for certain roles. So that again, when that role comes along, the matchmaking process is that much easier. Last thing I'll say too, is we're already able to start really kind of ideating and brainstorming for like other types of services we continue to offer beyond just retained search, right? Just the classic kind of recruiting model. Um, and without getting into too much, you know, there's, there's definitely work being done as it relates to like a lower price point model for clients to kind of uh, have a matchmaking process with candidates who are coming in. It's more of like, yeah, kind of a self-serve platform, if you will, for for uh, certain jobs that don't require like that white glove type retained search service. Um, we're actively working, we'll announce more on this later, actively working on like internship programs. So really mm -hmm. trying to like, you know, uh, open the funnel or kind of bring it back to like the earliest stages of your career where people hopefully are getting into Bitcoin right out of school, not having to go down the Web3 route right, right off the bat. Like how do we get the smartest talent coming out of colleges and push them in the right direction right away? So building those types of programs. Uh, and a couple other thing, interesting things behind the scenes now too. So these are things that we wouldn't have the time to work on if if it were already like a crazy bull market. Everyone's hiring. We were drinking from the fire hose, right? <laughs> so I think we're we're trying to take advantage you know, as best as possible of of what's happening right now. Um, but last thing I'll say, to be honest, like it is already starting to kind of change. You know, we're we're starting to see more clients that we talked to even a month ago saying thanks, but not right now. They're coming back, you know, saying hey, it might be time to start talking about roles. And so. That gives us a lot of encouragement for for you know the coming months, as we again talking about the exciting price activity recently. Like I think that's kind of hand in hand with what we're starting to see from from clients like moving forward on roles now. So yeah, this could get very busy very quickly. <laughs> yeah, I was, was going to say uh, depending on uh, how some things go down, I actually think you guys are going to be slammed uh, come yeah. June, July, mm -hmm. August timeframe. I just there's there's so much going on in terms of Fed now is launching. We're hurting in mm -hmm. a debt ceiling. Uh, we were talking on, uh, you know, earlier, you know, w what people will see this week uh, in terms of uh, the the derivative uh, crash that's coming on top of everything else. And you're just like, yeah. man, this this whole thing spells, uh, I think, economic success for you guys, for sure. And anybody, you know, who's really putting it together in the space, uh, you know, Eric, you're, you're doing the business development for these guys, which is obviously near and dear to my heart. Now, yeah. what in terms of business development, where are you very, very excited about, uh, you know, this uh, kind of, you know, evolving to, to the point where, you know, not only is it a handful, but like you guys are going to have to grow like crazy. Yeah. I think overall, if you look at the Bitcoin industry, I think one of the most exciting things coming out, companies being built on top of lightning, that seems to be the forefront right now. Um, take it, take it like five year bet, five years back or so. And being Bitcoin only, that wasn't like a thing. Mm -hmm. And so the distinction happened back then it took a couple of years for Bitcoin only companies to really plant their, flags in the ground and also what you're seeing at the same time in the last couple of years venture capitalists are coming out specific to bitcoin so now you have this combination of one bitcoin companies two venture capitalists that are funding these companies yeah now three that's where we come in and i think it's actually the perfect timing for us so what we're seeing yeah along i think a lot of these vcs really like uh funding lightning companies so that's specifically where i'm targeting but we're going across the board really as long as your business touches Bitcoin and you're working to improve it in any shape or form, we want to work with you. Yeah, there's a. I think there's a common, um, you know, misfactoring amongst a lot of people who are out there who see Bitcoin as you know tech only, 
uh, very engineer heavy, which I don't disagree that it is very engineer heavy uh, at this point mm-hmm. because we are in we're in the building stage. You know, we're building layers on top of a, uh, a communications protocol, and that obviously takes some very talented, uh, gifted software engineers, some uh, people that are you know just great with you know GUI work or graphical user interface, all that kind of stuff. Like these these form factors for you know humans and, and machines, and so. Um, a lot of you know what we hear about is like engineering jobs. T- let's talk a little bit about some of the other aspects of Bitcoin for some of the people that are like, man, I'm not an engineer. There's no way I can get into this. How how do you guys see other people coming into the space in t- terms of waves? Yeah, I mean, tons of different ways, but let's start here. the The foundation of these companies, the interacting with the network itself. I mean, yes, these are very technical things. Yeah, we need better wallets. We need better lightning infrastructure, like engineers. And it, I don't think it's it's wrong to say this. Engineers will always be the lifeblood of not just Bitcoin, but any like technical product or industry. Yeah. I mean, I, again, I came from from startup tech landscape, right? Like engineers were still kind of the most in-demand jobs, right? That's never going to change. But what's great is that as companies evolve and mature and, and just need more infrastructure around them, these other types of disciplines become important, um, equally as important as engineering, I'd say, at some point. Um, and so that's what has already happened in other industries. That's starting to happen now in Bitcoin. I think there's like this evolution, this maturation of companies yeah. where you know, we're, we're seeing like second, third, fourth fundraising rounds for Bitcoin companies where they're getting to 100, 200 plus people, right? These are large organizations now, like really robust, mature, organiza- complex organizations where engineering may still be the core of like the product they're providing. But now you need, well, marketing for that product, whether it's B2B or consumer marketing, right? You need, so your company internally can operate efficiently. You need all kinds of like general, you know, uh, corporate type roles, we'll call them finance, legal, people, HR, all of this, right? Um, and I could go on and on, you know, so every discipline is is becoming more and more important in Bitcoin. And, and I'll say this, I mean, we're encouraged because that's kind of already the case right now, even though there are uh, fewer opportunities at this point. The the number of clients we're working with right now and the few roles that we have had active and that we've been working on, we do already see that like diversity of roles. We have an engineering role. We have a sales role we've filled. We have a marketing role we're working on right now. So it's already pretty broad even in this in this stage right now. And I do expect that to continue. So if you're out there thinking, oh my God, I'm not technical or I, I don't know anything about like lightning development, like that's fine, right? What do you, what do you know? Do you know sales? Do you know marketing? Do you know just how to help a company grow internally, right? All those things are going to become more and more important. And so we, yeah, we're excited to be able to, to you know, offer that bridge for folks with other disciplines to come into Bitcoin too. I think a good way to simplify it would be take the word Bitcoin company and replace it with tech startup. Mm-hmm. Internet about, company of the 90s. <laughs> yeah, just just think about all the positions. If, if company just has a couple of people on the team, they're a startup, maybe they just got funding. Now they need to go to the next level, maybe go to market. A lot of the roles that are in demand for that and a lot of Bitcoin companies that are seeking for these roles, they're looking, yeah, like Andy mentioned, business development, sales, those are go-to roles. But after those get built out, uh, the company starts getting some sales in, then they're looking to hire the next level, which could be maybe marketing, um, maybe growth. Yeah, there's, so really any type of role is applicable to the Bitcoin industry because they're just, a lot of these companies are acting as startups. 
Yeah. And, and to your point, you know, that's the thing is we are so early, like the pre AOL days of the internet. Right. And, and so this, this makes it maybe a little quirky for a lot of people. Right. Because I mean, what were people doing? Like most normies were not on the internet prior to, I think AOL. Right. And I mean, right. and you know, Eric, you may not have been born yet. I don't know, but like <laughs> born in 96. So I think it came out right around <laughs> it's right? about the, the same time I, I found out what AOL was. Yeah. That's too funny. I think man. that's when I got my first computer. Our first family computer was probably around 96, 97, something like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, and, and, I, and I'm dating myself a little bit. Like, <laughs> you know, I was 16. I was in high school around that time. Um, and it was, it was changing. It was changing things. It was changing, you know, a, a lot of things for kids where, you know, we we're like, dude, there is stuff on the internet here that you can actually look up and download. It takes a long time or at least copy back then. Um, but I, you know, I don't, I, I, I remarked on just the time period because this is one of those things where I think it's it's unnerving for a lot of people to think, man, I'm going to leave my fiat career that pays pretty good um, and start trying to find a niche in uh, in this space. And maybe you guys can speak to that, too, is because, you know, like what you're presenting people with is isn't this remarkable and not just kind of like once in a lifetime like we're talking like once in a species type of event to be on the ground floor of you know the the internet in yeah. in 1996 right like if if speak to that for me a little bit because that's got to be i don't know is is it weight on your shoulders or is it just you know just upside opportunity i yeah i mean weight on our shoulders it's 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 a hell of an opportunity Right. And we look at it just as something that just needs to happen. This just needs to happen. Right. You know, companies, thankfully, like the, the first order is companies being founded that are Bitcoin only companies that are building you know, products and services for the industry. Right. So that, that had to happen first. Now, how can we jump into the arena and help those companies to grow faster, help them to not make mistakes, hiring, help them to get the right person the first time kind of thing. Right. So that's that's maybe where the, the weight on our shoulders kind of is the responsibility. Right. To, to help these startups. And, and the truth is, I mean, I, I know this from my, my former life, right? Like when critical, how critical hiring is at this early stage, right? And maybe even more so when it's in an industry that's also trying to maybe still find its footing to some degree, right? Yeah. So, so yeah, we, we definitely, we appreciate the, uh, the opportunity and the responsibility there. But something you said too, that I, I think is, is important to address this, like, <laughs> we kind of, we kind of say it in jest now, like the, the analogies with the internet and things like that, but how that industry has gone from like, internet companies to just every company today being a software company or having to be like, you know, software is eating the world is, you know, one of the VCs have said, you know, time and time again, right. That's obviously true, right. Mm -hmm. We're not alone in thinking this, but that's exactly what's going to happen with Bitcoin. So we talk about Bitcoin only companies today. We talk about how we're only supporting Bitcoin only companies, Bitcoin talent, but like there will be a time, hopefully in the near future where that's pretty redundant as well. Yeah, it's going like to be every ubiquitous. company yeah. will need Bitcoin talent, you know, they'll need to have, you know, teams internally that work on lightning network to do whatever they're doing for their regular business. So, I mean, these things are going to happen too. And, and that's where I think the opportunity for us lies as well, where, yeah, the first, the first order, you know, the first kind of priority is helping these earliest stage Bitcoin companies to thrive and to grow and to be able to bring these like next generation products and services to market. But then it's also to support, you know, traditional companies. Uh, we won't, we won't push that away when the, the, you know, decades old companies who, genuinely understand why Bitcoin's important and they want to like, you know, kind of roll that into their businesses. We'll be there to help them too. Eric. I don't have much to add. I think the one point that came to my mind is if we map, you know, companies, internet companies that were started in the late nineties to Bitcoin right now, and let's just say Bitcoin that time, 
I'm thinking, wow, everyone that I bring into this industry, let's just say it's a, a Google exec or, you know, some fintech um, all-star. If I can bring them into Bitcoin now, have them work for a Bitcoin company, you know, get up to knowledge with the industry, how Bitcoin works, the basics. And then let's say in a couple of years from now, they're going to start their own company of, their, of the late 90s. Man, so much potential is just sitting at our doorstep right now. And that's what gets me really eager to, uh, you know, just really build this thing and bring as much people as possible into the industry. I, yeah, and and that's that's the piece I was looking at is like, you know, I I think I I, I understand the hesitation for some people to start looking into this now, but like if you're out there and you're in this audience, you know, that's one of the things that I would definitely recommend is you know like there there's a lot of people who are very dissatisfied with their their current positions uh with their current companies just in in general with a lot of the people who kind of got bought and paid for i mean you, you've alluded to you know what happened with 2020 n- numerous times and 20 late 2021 um was probably one of the most you know i, I hate to say it like radical in the worst way possible in this country mm-hmm. where everybody was kind of given a choice like you can either you know, take this experiment or, you know, maybe pound sand. And to, to, to have that, I think, you know, this group, um, which is really a unification of so many different backgrounds, has come together in Bitcoin. And I'm not saying it's all, you know, roses or anything like that. But I will say, you know, there is a common mission along this, this and it's, it's to rebuild, uh, or I should say, build from new, a completely new system uh, for the first time. And you guys are, man, you guys are at the front end of that, which is, I mean, really incredible. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting looking at it that way too, because I I think you could argue that, that that was tech in the earliest days, right? You know, looking at the industry now and like how VC operates in tech, I mean, it's, it's definitely just become, I mean, we could have a whole other conversation around like how just the overall macroeconomic environment, low interest rates, things like that have changed behaviors and incentives. And, you know, there's opportunities for people to game the system. And that's what happens with these fundraising rounds and early exits and founders selling shares on secondary. There's all these things that happen. Right. But I think if you really go back to the core and like where this industry started, where, where you know, tech industry started, like it was seeking to really like make some radical changes, right. Like really, really pushing humanity forward with you know, access to technology and tools and information that we never had before. Yeah. Maybe it's, we've, we've lost our way in some way in that regard, but, but looking at Bitcoin now, like it's, it's the opportunity to kind of do that all over again and, and actually in a more fundamental way, because you're, you're really changing like the base layer of a lot of the ways that society works. Right. So there's, there's access to information. Yes. But even that's kind of being, you know, uh, taken away. Right. So if you, if you're having like truly decentralized networks and even the, the money beyond that, the money that, that underlies how these kinds of systems can work together, then, then yeah, I mean, how, how lucky are we to have another chance to kind of revolutionize the world in a way that's maybe even going to have, I think, arguably, we have a bigger impact than tech did, right? Yeah, we all, we, we, we kind of needed this, this time for yeah. it to go haywire. And I don't think a lot of people have looked at it that way is like, look, we, we got this technology, we were not ready for it as a human species. You know, we, honestly, we went from being these caveman, you know, knuckle dragging, um, analog type of culture, um, into this digital culture that we didn't understand we weren't prepared for it and you can't be prepared for the unknown unknowns um in, in such a case and so this this training wheels period where we've seen a lot of the glaring errors of centralization um and i think you know i think it was guy swan the other day that made this 
great, great point uh, in one of the articles that he was reading uh, that information wants to be free. Information is trying in, in like in like at its sole purpose, you know, is trying to to disseminate amongst people. And, and that's, I think, one of the coolest things about where we're headed and what Bitcoin fixes with that initial digital layer is that information is now immutable it's it's decentralized and it is it, there's no way anybody can stop it so i don't know eric you look like you're chomping at the bit to say something man no i think what, what drives me every day in the bitcoin space um i take it back to the philosophy behind what bitcoin does really what it does is it banks the unbanked so I forget the exact number. I mean, considerable pop, considerable uh, amount of the population in the world is unbanked, which yeah. means they don't have access to a bank account. And along that comes the ability to save your money and then invest in yourself and, and get an education, all those things downstream just from having a bank account. So that's what Bitcoin's providing now. And so in my head, I'm like waking up every day. I'm like, if I can make this thing a reality, so it becomes the global standard, we give those unbanked a banking account, which is Bitcoin, the next layer. What if, what if like someone out in Africa, there's a kid right now, right? That has never had access to a bank account, education, any of that stuff. Now he's able to start saving with Bitcoin and build a life for himself. And he goes into a career that let's just say he's able to like do something radical, like uh, solve cancer. There's just so much human potential locked up right now in our centralized system. So what drives me every day, yeah, is, is seeing this come to fruition. Yeah, I think that is a, a fantastic point. And whether he cures cancer or not, the fact that he can have a bank account and now he can learn a skill, maybe get a computer of some sort, or or possibly, you know, if he's he's just one of those standout kids where, you know, somebody on the other side of the world sees it and now, hey man, hey, let me zap you some sets. And at the same time, now he can get up and running. He learns a skill and he can outbid a lot of the world in terms of fulfilling a job that nobody else can do for that price. Right. That I mean, not, it, this is not a stretch. This is, I, I, I guarantee you, this is happening now in parts of Africa, Central and South America, where people are for the first time setting up Starlink. They've got mm -hmm. some hydroelectric power that's been put there by guys that are Bitcoiners, and they're going to start learning skills. And that little bit of lightning, you know, is the, the SATs are just going to make these guys' lives incredibly different so fast. Yeah. And I think us as a human species will really take the next step forward by unlocking this potential. God, man, my mind is just—I don't know. It, like talking about this kind of stuff sometimes, you know, with with the right people, and you see the people that are like, no kidding, dreaming and they're passionate about this kind of stuff, and they they really get the culture and a lot of the potential that's out there, which I, I think is an amazing attribute for guys that are going out there and trying to find heads for companies. And I don't mean it like in terms of like generic heads. Like I think you guys really care about like what this is and where it's going. And so like, I think that is something that is going to probably propel you guys to some just huge success. And I mean, we, not only will you deserve it, but we need it from you uh, in, in the long run. Yeah, we're happy to be here. And I think part of the thesis is too, that Bitcoiners like to work with other Bitcoiners. Yeah. We're aligned on the same mission and values so our initial partners i mean yeah being able to work alongside with them is has been amazing because you're just working with bitcoiners trying to propel this thing forward and the more we help them 
you know, more helps our business, obviously, yeah. but it also helps the, the Bitcoin network. So it helps everyone. That's you know? the selfish part of this. I'd say it's like, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, when you build a business, you want it to be successful and you want to, you want to grow all that, right. It's part of this, but like, I, I had to start this business. We had to do this business together because I was already like, it, it was affecting my other work. Right? <laughs> I was spending too much time thinking about that. So you talk right. about BD and like reach out and like having these conversations, like it's not work, you know, like this is what I was already doing. Passion. I was already spending, you know, every non-work hour on Twitter, right? Or I was already like, yeah, like these, these things were happening, but now, now we could just can disguise that as work. And it, it's, it's an obvious statement, but it's, it's clear how, like how much better that makes you at what you do, right. When you're doing mm-hmm. it for a, for an industry and in a space that you love. Um, and so, yes, of course, when we talk to clients, like it's, it's pretty much across the board, like a non-negotiable, like, you don't have to be maybe the most hardcore Bitcoin or like running your own lightning node type stuff, but like, yeah, you, you need to understand like what this is all about. What, what are we trying to accomplish together? Right. Yeah. Um, and so maybe part of that too, it's like, you know, to the extent we can, we can help provide some of that insight to the right talent who may not have been orange pilled yet. Like we're not waiting for people to get orange pilled so that we can then, you know, connect them with the right role. Like we, we do want to take that one step further and, you know, do that education ourselves as part of Eric's background. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, all of that work that we would do to achieve that is still stuff that we probably would want to be doing anyways. Right. Do you guys have any naysayers? You got anybody that's just kicking you in the nuts on a daily basis or anything like that out there? Not really. I mean, it's obviously the people we're talking to like this, this resonates, you know, quite clearly. Um, the only like negative, if you want to call it negative, right. Kind of like thing that I would see, it's people wondering why we're not doing other like crypto broadly, <laughs> right? And I mean, it's a question that comes up, or yeah. even, and even like the uh, the totally well-meaning friends that we all have who who just don't understand it. Like it, it's it's not a knock on them; they just don't yet get it right. So when you say like, "Oh, I, yeah, I have, I have a you know Bitcoin only recruiting firm," or you're know, supporting Bitcoin only companies, like, "Oh, you should talk to my friend. He's like, he's a he's at whatever you know, whatever like shitcoin company," or like, "Oh, that's cool. Like I have mm-hmm. I have NFTs and Ethereum." It's like, yeah, people. It, maybe it's kind of eye-opening actually there still is such a large part of the population that doesn't see the difference right so that's our mm-hmm. opportunity too to help people understand this first that right mm-hmm. um but that's the only thing we we experience and sometimes it means we have to like push back like no thanks for reaching out i appreciate it but we're not going to hire for your solidity role right it's just not what we do and again you can be totally totally like yeah kind and diplomatic about that and thanks but no thanks but but we do see that people i'm surprised that that people come to us with non-bitcoin stuff or are surprised that we're doing bitcoin only right yeah um i i guess you know in in the in the uh, the the normal world out there uh which is far from normal these days you the one thing i think you you find with with bitcoiners is like we don't waste a lot right like when when there is you know extra money around we're we're doing you know all sorts of buys uh especially if if it's down um and a lot of times you know trying to figure out what we're going to eat so that (laughs) we can we can buy buy (laughs) so that we can buy more bitcoin um and and i think that is an amazing thing what you don't see like in in the regular world out there is you see like all these positions that are wrapped up in you know non-value additive uh and maybe even um jobs that are just administrative to deal with things like compliance out there do you guys you guys i mean are closest to this probably than anybody out there how is that in the the bitcoin space for you guys eric you want to tackle it i have some thoughts too (laughs) honestly so far over the last couple months we've just been operating i haven't had too much of a need for compliance type of roles so i don't i can't add too much to that maybe andy you want to take a stab so 
the compliance piece, it's like, it talks about how companies are going to be evolving. They need the the legal support, the finance support. Compliance is a part of that. So we're, we're kind of bucketing mm-hmm. it in with what, what we said previously, right? Um, to Eric's point, it's not like there's a singular need for compliance, right? It's it's in addition to other roles as they mature, right? I think the compliance piece comes in lockstep with additional accounting support, additional legal support, et cetera, et cetera, right? Mm-hmm. Um Compliance in general, though, it's an interesting thing for us to think about broadly because it's very jurisdictional and and this is a good opportunity for us to kind of make this point too. But like the work that we do is global. It is international in scope, right? I think Bitcoin is obviously much more than just an American phenomenon, US yeah. phenomenon, right? I, I like want to over-index on, on actually like beating that drum because there's so much opportunity for us to support companies abroad to your use case of like connecting a talented individual in Africa or Southeast Asia with the right role. Like those are things that we will be doing that we're already to some degree kind of doing, having conversations with folks across the globe. So yeah, long story short compliance, like I don't know if there's a way to like bucket it into like one type of need that every company has right now. And even what that looks like from a candidate standpoint coming into it. But um, yeah, let's be real. Like we're for better or worse, like there's going to be some compliance that is required with, whatever regulatory framework starts to come into place. Hopefully it's increasingly friendly or increasingly like, you know, focused on promoting Bitcoin versus other things. I don't know if that's going to be the case. Uh, and certainly at least in this country versus others. So that, yeah, that's a whole other conversation we can have. Like, you know, just our thoughts on like what adoption means and how, how adoption happens in the face of, you know, uh, different jurisdictional issues. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you're doing a, you know, like, <laughs> KYC AML stuff for traditional finance, but you hate that you're doing it for Chase or for you know whatever investment company, then then apply on our site too. Like obviously, there's going to be opportunities for someone like that in the Bitcoin landscape as well. Yeah, I, I think I was um, slyly making a point that um, the the Bitcoin space is not going to be. I I think it will have to be momentarily something uh, that does have you know some some those ex, ex those positions you wouldn't normally have if it wasn't for uh rent seekers you know trying to yeah. to come in mm-hmm. uh but I, I think you know as time goes on they're gonna get phased out i, I think well, it was just kind of, kind of my my side point well, let's, like, let's put it this way like it's it's true so i using my my own kind of <laughs> kind of background so i was i was an early employee at uber going back almost 10 years ago now uh, back back when it was still a startup obviously everyone across the world knows what uber is and has used uber probably but when i worked there it was a it was a startup. We were just trying to trying to you know make it and trying to try and spread across the mm-hmm. globe. Um, and looking at the company, especially a company that was that size at that time, how large our legal team was with respect to other <laughs> tech companies, it was unbelievable. Like yeah. way more lawyers at a you know early stage private tech startup you know, than just about any other. I swear to God, we probably had more lawyers than any other company yeah. at that time. We had many, as many lawyers as like Google, perhaps right, which was yeah you know, decades old pri- public company. Um, and so. Yeah, kind of using that example, like, yeah, maybe Bitcoin companies, especially the larger ones, the ones that are dealing more with like transactions, whether it's exchanges, yeah, that kind of thing. Like, they'll probably have to over-index, yeah, on on being buttoned up on regulation, compliance, etc. Yeah. I think what's what's interesting is considering what Bitcoin does, and essentially what it does, it cuts out the middleman, cuts out the banks. So now you're you're cutting access to the thing that's attached to the government governments across the world. Yeah. So now if you go directly peer to peer, say someone working in Australia, right? I can pay them for design work with sats and it's delivered to them instantly. So you're cutting out this middleman and where I see compliance going maybe over time, uh, as the world becomes a little more just decentralized, uh, less of a need, my opinion. Yeah. I mean, it really brings up an interesting conversation too, around like the, 
the awareness we have to have around how our business model must evolve as Bitcoin grows. Mm-hmm. Right. And so as we get closer and closer to like a truly circular economy, if we really work in just outside of everything that exists, then, then yeah, our fees are being taken in Bitcoin. We, we accept Bitcoin of course, but yeah, I mean, we just as much as our clients still do operate in a fiat world. We have a bank yeah. account, we have to have cash. Right. But as we get further away from that, like, yeah, there's an opportunity where all the value that we provide for clients and all the work that they do and all the value that's provided to them from employees that can all happen on a Bitcoin standard. Compliance means a little less at that point, but I think there is this middle ground where, and I hate saying this, it's, it's like a cop out or it's like, yeah, I'm taking the easy road, but like there is some like, there is some kind of like playing nice in the interim to continue building these platforms until we can truly break away. We know yeah. where we want to get, but like, we're just, uh-huh. we're, you know, it's, it's naive to, to not understand the world that we're living in and how it is still a fiat world. It, it mm-hmm. is right. How can we shorten that gap? How can we get there closer? I mean, those are the bigger questions we're answering, right? But um, yeah, hopefully it's it's short lived. <laughs> I, I I think they're I think they're going to help us out with all of this. I think they're already <laughs> massively helping us out uh, in this space you know, with with removing them from from polite society for sure. <laughs> Which I'm I'm so God I'm giddy about this kind of stuff. I'm like oh yeah. Back in uh, you know the fall, there was all these uh, memes going around like oh i'm here for the fall not you know like they're talking about the the empire so um i want to i just want to say uh i'm going to show this again um this guys really this is a a beautiful website they've got their mission on here if you're curious as to what they're trying to do um you know and and honestly it's fantastic the the job seekers you know the interface for getting started super easy you can go in and upload your resume um he's got a list of you know people that are trying to get in contact with people with them for uh all functions in bitcoin uh and it shows a little bit about their team which 30 years of experience in recruiting and building man i mean between the three of you that's that's pretty great and i mean not no no slouch companies either i mean between uber and, and bitcoin magazine um and you know you got a little bit of media in here as well but it's it's a fantastic venture that i think you guys are on and you know it's i think it's going to be really fun to watch um what i what i want to start incorporating in a lot of my shows is people come to me all the time like you know i think you've got me sold but i feel like i need some curriculum um and in terms of you know like possibly i don't know fields of study for getting into the space. I'd like to get both of you guys as like, I don't know, let's just say top three. I was going to say top five, but let's just say top three. What are your top three books for, you know, maybe getting started in understanding the space and and why, or why each of those books, either one of you can feel free to start. Oof. I can, I can jump in here. <laughs> I got my top three Bitcoin standard. That's just like the go-to. It really outlines the history of money. That's just a classic. Every every Bitcoiner reads that. Second one I really enjoyed is Layered Money by Nick Basha. He runs the Bitcoin layer. Um, and that just breaks it down with pictures as well, like how our banking system works um, and how that leads to Bitcoin, really. Third, I just read this last year. It's called Check Your Pri- Financial Privilege with Alex Gladstein. The reason I enjoyed that so much is because I was born and raised in the United States. I never knew about the inflation rates of other currencies and these central organizations, the IMF, the World Bank, that essentially, I don't know how to put it, they they use their money printing abilities 
to suppress other populations. And that book's so eye-opening just to see how Bitcoin could really take down these organizations that are preying on the rest of the world. Yeah. Uh, fantastic offers uh, right there. If, if Maybe I'll uh, put all these in the show notes as well. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Bitcoin standard, you have to start with that. You know, <laughs> it's it's um, it's kind of an easy, it's kind of a layup, but it's a given. And it's such a, a well-written book, right? <laughs> um, but I, I, yeah, hearing Eric's take, which are all great books, I kind of want to get creative and think of like, what are the ones people would not say, right? And so maybe, maybe part of my th- thought process right now, it's like a lot of books that I've read over time that aren't Bitcoin books, right? But when you like revisit them or you read them again with a Bitcoin lens, it's like, oh shit. So maybe again, maybe maybe Bitcoin standard has to be first because you have to kind of get it for the first time. Like what is Bitcoin? But then go back and read like, I don't know, several of Dalio's books. Like Dalio was actually kind of a big anti-Bitcoin guy, but I think to his credit, a lot of what he's talked about, like the big, like the massive cycles that are happening, like he's pretty spot on with a lot of that. And then when you just throw Bitcoin into it, it's like, oh, actually, huh. yeah, kind of interesting what's <laughs> happening, right? For sure, right? Yeah. So like how world powers are ending, how fiat currents are like reserve currencies, you have their own like time cycles. Um, so it's, it is it is interesting revisiting a book like that through that lens. Uh, all the books like Price of Tomorrow, there's a handful of other books that deal with like um, just helping you to understand the devaluation of a currency, helping you understand like interest rates in general, things like that. You know, the, 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 those are always eye-opening. And then this is one that's kind of getting a little bit more popular in the space recently, but not a Bitcoin book, the mandibles. This is more of a, of a, hmm. I'd say, read this through the lens of like, okay, now I start to understand Bitcoin. And here's a little bit of like a, you know, worst case scenario or like, a, you know, how do we avoid certain things? Right. You know, reading that book with a, with a different lens a Bitcoin lens. It's like, I mean, yeah, shit. Like there's, there's a, there's a pretty uncomfortable world that could be ahead of us. Right. If we don't make some changes now. Um, and so, yeah. You don't want that shit to happen. Like, maybe get on the standard now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't read the mandibles, uh, and, and I don't know quite what the premise is. There's a a book called uh, uh, One Second, One Second After, which mm. is really like, man, if if you really are looking for like how bad it could possibly get, like One Second After is is pretty bad. But what, what's the premise behind the mandibles? So, without giving away too much of the story, the mandibles itself. I mean, the the gist of it is a a you know, it's a fiction. It's a you know a, a setting. You know, in the not too distant future here in the states, um, things are crashing. Economy's crashing, right? You know, people are. You're you're dealing with a lot of like um, individuals who are having to do things they wouldn't normally do because of a change in circumstance, a change in their like financial situation. Every man for himself type stuff, right? So there's a lot of like really interesting interpersonal type type uh, issues that happen in the book. Learning of someone who's a good person internally but has to do a bad thing because they can't feed their family. What happens when a currency fails, or what happens when a government becomes too in, ingrained in your life, and everything is like the, the idea of the CBDC essentially is what's happening in the book too, right? So there's a lot of like very interesting corollaries to what we as Bitcoiners see that that were put into this book by a non-Bitcoiner, I would say. I mean, yeah, yeah they, they would say they're not a Bitcoiner, right? Um, and then there's a little bit of a happy ending at the end. They are not not want to you know, <laughs> give too much away, but there's a way to like to get through this this uh, this um, you know, these hard times. And I think, you know, Bitcoin would have shortened the story, right? There is a much quicker way to get through of it. Um, I will give a little shout out. Actually, Odell had a, had a great uh, podcast talking with the author of this book. And so, yeah, check that out. I mean, it's it's a great, great kind of rundown of uh, him trying to orange pill her, right? Which is great because she's not a Bitcoiner, not a Bitcoiner, but this book is like such a Bitcoin book. It's unbelievable, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I definitely encourage anyone to check that out. I think uh, just to add real quick, Odell actually set up the the author of the mandibles with a, a wallet. Yeah. Showed her how to use it. And I think Bitcoiners has been 
throwing stats her way all day. Gangster, so I'd love man. to see that someone kind of outside the industry <laughs> getting a warm welcoming. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 the the premise kind of reminds me of um, you know the the late or well actually the the crash in the 1920s right is where it, the crash between the 1920s and 1929 where when government steps in versus where government steps out the mm. piece I think that's the where we're headed with Bitcoin is you know like they aren't going to be able to regulate it and they're not going to be able to shut it down and it's going to be one of those things where it's going to um, not ask nicely on. Uh, yeah. On how to fix some things, but I mean that that's actually a great way to put it. There's elements of like, so yes, the 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 depression, right? That great crash, Black Monday, all that that happening, plus like sixty one oh two, like taking away gold. Plus yeah. in this future state, like in the book, you know, the example that, that we're we're seeing this happen slowly, right? But like a a more advanced government, you know, from a technological standpoint where yeah, they've they've already embedded themselves into your life. There already is like some C B D C type uh, currency that's surveilled kind of thing. So all those things happening, like those two those two crises we saw, you know, a century ago at this point, right? But doing that in the modern age, like it's gonna be much worse. Or it can be much worse unless we avoid it, right? Yeah, absolutely. Gents, um, parting thoughts here. We we've we've covered a lot of ground. Um <laughs> going fast. Yeah, wow. I was I was gonna say, uh the Bitcoin talent company, um, you guys are early. You guys are on a mission. You guys are going to do huge things for this space. Um, I am absolutely just giddy to have you guys here, to, to Eric, to get to know you better, Andy, to mm -hmm. get to know you, man, and, uh, and, and really see this thing through um, fr from a very early standpoint, which I think is, I mean, you look back in 20 years from now, these are going to be some <laughs> fantastic uh, conversations for a lot of people that were like, man, I wonder how all this kind of stuff happened. I think mm -hmm. you guys are going to be a big part of it. So uh, my hat's off to you. Ladies and gents, go out there and check them out at Bitcoin Talent Company. How else can we help you? Yeah. So, I mean, if you're interested in getting a job in the space, simple as that, bitcointalent.co is a website. We have a, a pretty easy submission form. Yeah. Tell us a little about yourself, where the kind of work you've done, what you're looking to do. Right. Um, we'd love to, to gather all that. We're on Twitter, we're on LinkedIn, um, at Bitcoin Talent Co. on, on both platforms. Um, we'll be in Miami, right? Uh, you have a presence there. Some of the guys will be there. And, and obviously, you know, happy to connect with many of you who may be there as well. Um, I don't know, anything else to add, Eric? Um, really. Selfishly, I would say go to my Twitter. I'm putting out content related to job-seeking job tips uh, in the Bitcoin space just from a recruiter lens working directly with Bitcoin companies. So yeah, I have that. And then I'm also writing the our proof of industry newsletter too. So every yeah, subscribe, two weeks, yeah, every two weeks sending out a newsletter just covering now new company launches in the space, product updates, uh just, just a general overview of what's happening in the in the industry as it evolves. Well, my hat's off to both of you guys. You got a remarkable endeavor in front of you, which I hope is just absolutely full of passion. Um, I will have all the links to the company, to their Twitter profiles, uh, so that you guys can click on it easily down in the show notes and, and find them. Uh, guys, again, thank you guys for making time for me. Uh, Andy's got to go be a good dad. And uh, <laughs> Eric's, got, <laughs> Eric's got a newsletter to write. Uh, uh, until next time, everybody. I love you. I need you. Peace. Um, don't hurt people and don't take this back.